T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and Tuesday edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing your calls. Lots of great stuff on a Tuesday, including a wild ending to Monday Night Football. Man, it sucks to have to coach your first game, right? Make all the decisions. More like Nathaniel can't hack it. What a joke to the end of that game. We'll talk about it. We've got Dan Israel coming up at the top of the next hour to break down Chiefs Chargers on a short week. We got to get right into that as uh, not a lot of time to digest the big win for the Chiefs or the Chargers, quite frankly, as they got to turn around and open up Amazon's uh, fray into the NFL with its Thursday night football telecast. And they have uh, what will be one of the premier matchups all season long. We'll talk about that as well coming up in the second hour. Baseball implemented some new rules at the end of last week. We haven't had a chance to hit on that yet. We will, though, uh, coming up a little later in the show. What do we think? Do we like it? Do we not like it? We'll get into that. All kinds of good stuff today. Welcome in, Tommy. Good morning. I was just watching, right before we came off the air, a, a clip of Manning cast during the end of that Monday night football game. And it was so good because it was so relatable. Yeah, I, you know, it's hard to not just sit back and laugh at your TV. Like, that's what I did. I, I felt like I was waking the entire house up. I was laughing so loud last night. Um, man, what a what a game. What an ending. Uh, and I guess the only other thing I can say is, Broncos country, let's ride. What a craptastic ending. I mean, that was <laughs> so bad. The, and it's not even the ending... Like, 
it's it what's amazing about that fiasco and I'll explain what happened in just a second is that it sort of takes away from the overall fiasco of what happened to the Broncos in that game anyway. Um all right, so let's let's set this up. Look, it didn't go that badly for Denver. They just like mistake after mistake after mistake, but Russell Wilson looked pretty good. The playmakers looked pretty good. Uh, apparently the new coaching staff hasn't got the memo that would you please get Javante Williams the ball? Still just like a handful of carries. It, it is fascinating to me that they won't give him the ball more now through two coaching staffs. But in reality, it was a game Denver probably should have won by at least 14 points, if not 20-plus. I mean, that's the way this game went. Two fumbles on the goal line, another fourth down stop on the goal line. I mean, Denver did everything humanly possible to lose this game. They almost doubled up uh, Seattle in yards gained in this game. Like, it was... It, they had to try really, really hard to lose this game. But they did. They got it done. They accomplished it. I know Chiefs fans who could probably not even sleep from the giggles they must have had last night. So you have all those things building up to the end of this game. Denver's got the ball. Lots of time. Timeouts. Everything set up for them to drive down and try to score. And what do they do? They get down around midfield on a third and long Javante Williams gets him back into a manageable yardage situation, almost right at midfield. Fourth and five with a minute left. And they run the clock all the way down. They line up to run a play, run the clock all the way down, then call a timeout. And then, so so basically, Nathaniel Hackett and his first attempt at a late-game management situation says, you know what? We got a minute in timeouts. It's fourth and five. We, we spent everything on the planet on this quarterback in the offseason. He's one of the great comeback quarterbacks in NFL history. All of these things. You know what let's do? Let's call a timeout and attempt the second longest field goal in NFL history. That's, the, that's what we'll do. <laughs> now, granted, McManus almost got it. But what on earth are you thinking if you're the Broncos there? Who would have ever thought that two goal line fumbles, one by Melvin Gordon and one by Javante Williams, was not the worst thing that happened in that game to the Denver Broncos? I mean, those two things on their own, if Denver had lost that game and the whole bungled final minute never happened and the Broncos lose, you look back on that and you say, man, the running backs put the ball on the carpet two times at the goal line. That right there was why we lost the game. That wasn't even the worst thing that happened. You know, it's like Nathaniel Hackett said, hold my beer. Let's go for this yeah. last minute. It completely, like, screw up the game management. Completely have no idea what we're doing. And I saw this stat uh, last night that just blew my mind. That in that same situation, Brandon McManus, according to the statisticians, had a 14% chance of converting that field goal 14% in the same scenario, Russell Wilson in his career, fourth and five against that opponent's de opponent's defense in that same situation had a 42% chance of converting for first down. Of course, Nathaniel Hackett chose the 14% 
choice didn't work out. We're all shocked. Uh, man, what a what a weird and stupid way to debut as an NFL head coach. Uh, it and it you know everybody on the planet literally thought it was the wrong decision, except Nathaniel Hackett and maybe Russell Wilson. Here's Hackett after the game defending the 64 yard field goal attempt. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, we weren't moving the ball that efficiently at that time. We were just getting little chunks and uh, wanted to be sure that we got to guarantee ourselves a chance to be able to win the game. Uh, that was one of his marks, was to be able to have a chance there. I thought he had enough leg. He missed it to the left, but we should have never been in that position from the very beginning. I mean, if you're not going to score in the in the red zone, if you're going to have too many penalties, uh, learn the, lose the turnover battle, you know, I, I give so much credit to our guys with all those things, with their back up against the wall, you know, we still had a chance to win the game. Man, it must suck to think you're the smartest guy in the room. And not be the smartest guy in the room. That's got to be tough. We weren't moving the ball. That's all they did in the second half was move the ball. Like, they literally moved the ball up and down the field at will, basically. Now, they couldn't put it in the end zone. But you could have got a hell of a lot closer than 64 yards. Russell Wilson threw for 340 yards in that game. We're not moving the ball? Yes, you are. You uh, like, what game was Nathaniel Hackett watching? They were moving the ball at will. They couldn't score. Of course, this is more infuriating because everybody on the planet, myself included, had Denver on a bet. This was the first bet I made for the NFL. When I looked at the line and, and sports betting went legal in Kansas, I was like, Broncos minus six and a half at Seattle? Are you kidding me? All day. And it was the right bet. Because they should have won that game by 20 points. And they found a way to lose it. Quick aside, I've already placed money on the Broncos next week because they're going to provide a tremendous value. They, it didn't feel like it, but when you just look at what they did in the game, they dominated the game. All the credit in the world to Geno Smith. 23 to 28, you kidding me? I mean, completed what, his first like 16 passes or something? Rashad Penny looked good. But Seattle was clearly outmatched, except they made the big plays when they need them, and the Broncos, you know, they emptied the holster into their own foot. But, yeah. you know, that's the way it goes. And and we see it all the time. This isn't like a long-term, oh, my God, I said Nathaniel Hackett can't hack it, but th- these things happen to, to head coaches early in their careers all the time. It's really difficult to manage these late-game situations. But... You've got Russell Wilson there, right? So, you know, if you're Nathaniel Hackett doing this for the first time, it's tough to manage it. You just happen to have one of the guys who's been the best at doing this very thing under center in Russell Wilson. You traded the farm for him. You backed up the Brinks truck, and you take it out of his hands. Russell Wilson didn't second-guess his coach. A lot of quarterbacks would have. Could you imagine if that same scenario played out and Aaron Rodgers was under center? He'd have gone over there and punched Nathaniel Hackett in the face. But Russell Wilson, that's not his character. He's a team player. Here he is after the game defending his coach. Well, we got the the best field goal kicker maybe in the game. Um, We knew that we – yeah. Yeah, we we said uh, we said you know where can you make it from tonight? 
and he said 46 left hash. I think we were on the 46, right? 46 left hash. That was before the drive, and we got it. We got it there. Unfortunately, it didn't go in. Um, I think he has a leg for it for sure. Um, you know, just went a little left, I believe, and just um, you know, in, in terms, of, I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, and believe in everything, and. Uh, you know, any time you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we I think we I think I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we, in hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. Tommy Russell Wilson's a team <laughs> guy. I'm I'm happy to hear him defend his coach. It's going to be a long week for his coach. Russ has been at this a long time, and I appreciate what he said there. But he's got to step in and be like, "Yo, dude, we we're what are we doing? Like, we got to go. Like, you can't you can't put. Have you ever watched the NFL before? Like, you cannot put the game on the leg of a sixty-four yard field goal. Let us try to convert this." Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know that there are guys in that locker room, regardless of Russell Wilson being politically correct at that podium and publicly defending Nathaniel Hackett, guys in that locker room that are, are saying, what are we doing here? What are we playing for? Why are we, you know, wh- why are we playing for a 64-yard field goal when we, we gave up the farm for Russell Wilson? Let's not forget, they gave away two first-round draft picks, two second-round draft picks, a guy who was a former first-round dra- draft pick, and they paid Russell Wilson $242 million dollars. To for situations exactly like that, go out and win the game, go out and convert on fourth down when we need you to convert, not pull Russell Wilson off the field and put Brandon McManus in there. I mean, that, I think that that just makes th- that decision so much bigger. It's not just a, a, a game where, yeah, it's week one. It's Nathaniel Hackett's first game. It's it's the bounty that you gave up to get Russell Wilson Four situations exactly like that. So if you're in that locker room, if you're one of the dogs on the on the line or you're on defense or whatever, you're one of the, the guys on that team, how can you look at Nathaniel Hackett and say, man, we trust in what you're doing because they gave up so much to get a guy and then they didn't use him when they needed to. And, you know, yeah, it's week one. It's a long season. I know you mentioned that the Broncos are going to be a value bet, and I don't disagree with that, but I'm not touching the Broncos at all, at least for a while, because I just don't know. I just, I have no idea. And I don't think anybody has any idea because of what we saw last night. Like, let's just like, you know, try to like analytically look at that game that there were, you know, it was one of those games that was just fluky, like. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams fumbling on the goal line aren't like things that I would count on, right? A fourth down stop at the goal line. Do they need to get better in the red zone? Absolutely. To me, if I'm Denver, that's by far the most concerning thing I have coming out of that game is is red zone offense, right? So you clearly got to get better there. Okay. But Denver dominated, you know, things that matter in a game typically, right? Like they... They were better than Seattle. It didn't feel that way because they kept making mistakes. But statistically, which matters a lot in the NFL, right, they dominated that game. And, you know, both teams took care of the ball. Both quarterbacks, I should say, took care of the ball. So it's not like, you know, there were long-term turnover issues or anything like that. You know, Hackett made a bad decision late in the game. 
you you come what do they go like Houston? I've already placed a bet. I think they're laying ten at home against Houston, who had every opportunity to win and and showed us their true colors when Indianapolis came back in that game to play out a what was a tie, but I'm all over Denver in that game. Denver dominated here. They should have won this game by two scores on the road. Easy. And they didn't get it done. Now Look, they didn't I, get it done. I would have I, I wouldn't have questioned that decision at the end of the game as much if it was Drew Lockett quarterback or sure. even Trevor Simeon sure. or Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler. Like I'm thinking of the different quarterbacks that have been under center for the Broncos over the, the last few years, the smorgasbord of them. I wouldn't have questioned Brandon McManus kicking a 64 yard field goal to win the game at fourth and five. If any one of those guys, even maybe like Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, you have Russell Wilson. You gave up a lot to get him for situations like that. And so I, I get what you're saying about fluky and they dominated in different areas and, you know, they moved the ball. at will I get all of that and I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, and I would imagine a lot of Broncos fans are this way this morning. The trust that you have in the new regime in Denver has gone completely out the window until they can gain it back. And right now, I have no trust. It's not in Russell Wilson. I trust in Russell Wilson. I don't trust in the game management at all. And until they can prove it otherwise, I'm staying away from them. We'll see how it goes. I, I look for those value bets every time, like early, early lines. Early lines. And I saw the Bengals. And I wish it was just a little bit less and the Cowboys, but I'm on the Bengals already, right? Like I'm, I'm going to, the Cowboys are a dumpster fire and we'll talk about the Cowboys later and the Bengals. It took six turnovers and a blocked field goal and a, and a missed extra point for them to lose that game to Pittsburgh. And they still, they still almost won it. So I look for that stuff in week one. Now, granted this, you know, this is a new foray for us as, you know, as betters because we've got the opportunity to really do it now. And I always want that early in the year, though, like overreactions to what happened in week one. Joe Burrow's not going to throw four picks again, right? It's, it, it, those things aren't going to happen. So can they go to Dallas and beat Cooper Rush by a touchdown? Sure they can, because I don't know how Dallas is going to score any points. It's not like Najee Harris was lighting up the, you know, the, the Bengal defense. What are the Cowboys going to do? So... I look for that stuff, and I do feel like the Broncos are one of them. I, I think that people are going to overreact to this when they should have. Just think about it. They they score if they get any points out of those three goal to go opportunities that they miss, they win this game. That's it. Like it, it just seems, it just seems like a value. We'll see. I mean, they'll you know if this is a long term thing with Hackett, maybe. But one thing I'll say about. This situation, and I don't know anything about Nathaniel Hackett, like, you know, whatever. I know that he was the offensive coordinator of MVP seasons for Aaron Rodgers, and that means something. I also know that Russell Wilson really appears to be buying into what Hackett's doing. Now, $250 million helps to do that, but he's but he's bought in, and, you know, there wasn't, like, body language issues. It didn't see like, watch the Cowboys – Meltdown and watch the Broncos meltdown, and I feel like it's two very different things that we're seeing there. I think everybody in Denver's bought in. I don't think this. I think this is a. This was my first time coaching a game, and that didn't go so well. They're going to turn around and play at home against Houston, and just 
quite simply be way better, you know, just like they were in this game. Seattle, I don't know what to think about Seattle. Um, Geno Smith, I, I was talking to the guys around the office. I was like, guys, like, Geno Smith's not a scrub. Like, Geno Smith's not the same as a lot of quarterbacks. Like, I'll take Geno Smith over Sam Darnold any day. Geno Smith has had decent success in this league. He is not a zero, especially with Lockett and Metcalf and, you know, some of the other weapons they've got there. I just didn't think they had overall on their roster a lot, and they got dominated on the, you know, by the numbers, except where it counted, and Denver screwed it up, and Chiefs fans are so happy today, and that's fine. We all, look, I like making fun of the Broncos as much as the next guy, so I really appreciated this for that reason. Didn't appreciate that they did everything they possibly could to screw all of our bets. Nobody bet the Seahawks. Nobody did. Thanks, Vegas. Enjoy your, uh, Enjoy your nice little Monday night bonus there. We'll get it back from you later in the week. Uh, let's let's take a break. We're going to switch gears because we got Chiefs talk to get to a little bit later, uh, and we'll we'll talk a little more NFL. 869-1240 is the number to call. If you want to weigh in on the Broncos, we'll let you do that. Uh, but we're going to switch to baseball a little bit. Rule changes, like really seismic shifts to the rules of baseball. They decided to roll them out after the NFL and college football started, which maybe that's on purpose, maybe it's not. But these are big, big, big-time changes to the game of baseball. We both love baseball. We're both baseball guys. So we'll give you the rule changes, what we think, when Sports Daily comes back. is welcome 869-1240 sports daily on 97.5 and 1240 kfh turn a loss into a win with bet mgm place a one game parlay wager with at least four legs on any major league baseball game if all legs of the parlay hit but one you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account, download the app, and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager, Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. It's a Tuesday. Talking a little uh, baseball now. It's been a while. We've been so football crazy. Tommy, how have your baseball bets gone, by the way? Uh, not great. I mean, I've had a couple yeah, that have hit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I put one down uh, today. Uh, single game parlay for the Royals and the Twins. There's a... Uh, you know, a couple of things going on with that. I like the twins in that. I, I picked them on the money line and put together a couple there. I got Carlos, Carlos Correa getting a hit. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm, I've my, obviously been focused on NFL and whatnot, but yeah. My problem with it is I keep trying to bet Royals games. And yeah. it's like, oh, you got, they got plus money on the money line. They can win a game and they just, they suck. So no, 
Like, like that, I got to step back a minute and, and get out of there. I'll wait till the playoffs or something. Uh, the, the, the way, though, with these single-game parlays and all the little prop bets are a fun way to do baseball, even probably even more so than winners and losers. You know, before we got sports betting, there, there's some apps where you can do player props as like a fantasy thing, and like strikeouts and pitcher, pitcher props have, are, are a blast on that. Um, so maybe I'll look into that a little bit. Speaking of baseball, Major news announced, what was it, Friday when this came out? We just haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Uh, but we want to because we're both baseball guys. Uh, three massive rule changes. A pitch timer, bigger bases, and defensive shift restrictions. Um, baseball wants to increase the pace of play. It always has. There are, you know, the bigger bases is is a safety thing. This was collaborated through, you know, umpires and players and, you know, baseball executives. I am fine and and would say that I support all three. I care the least about a pitch timer because I think it'll have the the smallest impact on the actual pace of play. But I'm fine with all three of these, and I am very much pro defensive shift restriction. How do you feel? I, I love the pitch count. You know, we, we've seen that in the minors, you know, for a couple of years now. And, you know, you get used to it. You go out to a wind surge game and you know that they've got the, the pitch clock going and it does speed things up a little bit. And and I love baseball. There, there's nothing I love more than than going to a ballpark and watching a, a baseball game in person. But I'll even admit, as even as a baseball guy, there's there's been times in the past that I'm like, man, it is dragging out here. Uh, and so I think the pitch count will help that. Um, and and yeah, I think you're you're right to an extent when you say that that's going to be the least noticeable. But at the same time, I think it's going to be more noticeable when fans are leaving the ballpark and being like, man, that we got out of there in three hours. Like that's you know that's that's awesome. Um, so I think that's more of a like the net sum of the change with the pit with the pitch clock. Um, yeah, the restrictions on the defensive shift, I'm all for. We've seen batting averages drop consistently over the last several years. I think this will help that. And you know the the detractors for this will say, well. The batters just need to hit the ball to the other side of the field, hit them where they're not. That's a hard thing to do. Uh, hitting a baseball at you know, 95 miles an hour is difficult to do. So I'm all for this. Uh, I think it's going to be a good thing for the game, and it's going to overall make the viewing experience much better. I, You know, I say the pitch count, or uh, sorry, the pitch clock is going to have the least impact because I think most pitchers are within that clock anyway. The biggest and and most impactful of this because it's going to change the game is banning the shift. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people upset by this. My counter, I, I, there are a couple of things to my counter. This is the best thing for baseball. It will absolutely have the biggest impact on pace of play. No question to me because it will put value back into a base hit. Right, if if the defense isn't shifting, there are a lot of players in baseball now. We're going to see averages climb. We're going to see offense go up. But at the same time, we see those things happen. We're going to see the pace of play improve because right now in baseball, it's all about launch angle. It's all about you know the old Billy Bean walk strikeout home run garbage. It makes me it drives me nuts. I don't think it's. A, I think the product suffers by that. It may be analytically the right way to do it. With walks, base hits, and and you know launch angle, and trying to hit a home run basically in every at bat, maybe analytically, what you want to do. 
but it's the game isn't better because of it. The game is better when the ball is in play. Walks and strikeouts are the things that slow the game down more than anything. More than anything, it's walks and strikeouts. That's what slows the game down. Nine pitch at bats slow the game down. It's not pitch clocks. It's not anything else. It's that. That is why the pace of baseball has changed. That is why we sit there and we have to watch every batter go deep into account and either strike out or walk. Like, that's what's happened. So now if you incentivize and make it more likely that guys are going to put the ball in play, the game's going to move at a faster pace. Is it three hours or three hours and eight minutes? I don't know. But it's going to feel a lot better when things are happening. Watching a pitcher pitch to a batter is not like the only thing we want to see in baseball. We want to see all of it. I want to see double plays. I want to see stolen bases. I want to see... You know, defenders make dazzling plays, and that's what this is going to get back to. And for everybody that's like, well, this isn't fair, that they're taking this away. Listen, everybody. Basketball and football have formational rules, and they change them all the time. This isn't like some, oh, my God, baseball, you're ruining it. No, it's it's getting the game to a better place. Football players can't just line up in any formation they want to. They don't just go out there and say, all right, you put your 11 guys anywhere you want to, and and we'll try to stop you. That's not how you play football, and they tweak that all the time. You know, how much space, how much cushion, how much contact, how many guys in motion, how many guys eligible downfield. Like, all of there's a thousand Mm -hmm. different things that happen within every play in football that are literally formational rules. In basketball, you can't just park somebody down underneath the basket and let them stand there and catch the ball. You can't be inside certain zones. You can't do all these things. You can't just hold the ball. There's a shot clock. Like, all of these things exist in other sports because they make the game better. And in baseball, anytime they say anything, hey, you you know, you need to make sure you've got two guys on each side of the bag. Are you kidding me? God, you're going to ruin the game that I grew up loving. No, you're not. It's making it's going to it's going to make the game better. We all know the problem with baseball. It drags on too long. So what can you do to speed it up, pep it up and get things moving? You got to let guys play defense and you got to let offensive players try and put the ball where they're going to put it. That's what it is. And that makes yeah. it better. With, without a doubt. And you look at, you know, uh, in football, you brought up the example of formations and, and guys lining up. I mean, think of how mad football fans would be when you if you're able to block downfield wherever you want. Like you've got linemen blocking, you know, 10 yards down the field or whatever. Like there, there are restrictions for that for a reason. And I think of, you know, some of these some of these guys like. One name comes to mind in particular, and there are, there are a lot of baseball players who were like this over the last 20, 30, 40 years that were extreme pull hitters. I think of like Jim Tomey as an example. And, you know, they played the game when the shift wasn't super prevalent. Think of their statistics for their career if the shift was prevalent during that time. Like, we might not be putting these guys up on a pedestal like we like we have if the defensive restrictions weren't there and the shift was prevalent back then. Uh, It wasn't. So they put up big numbers and they were able to have good batting averages and things like that. And, And there are always statistics to back things up right now. The league batting average in major league baseball is 243. That's the league average for batting. 
243. That's paltry. That's not good. And on top of that, I know a lot of that comes into to strikeouts and, and all of that. But even if you look at the batting average on balls in play, it's only 290. It was 300 20 years ago. So it's dropped 10 points in 20 years, large due in large part to the shift and two defenders being able to line up wherever they want. And you're throwing a, you know, a, a third baseman into shallow right field when a left-handed batter is up or vice versa. And it just, it, you're, and I understand defensively why they do it, right? They're always going to want to try to find an advantage to get a batter out, but fans who are there want to see the action. They don't want to see a guy hit a hard hit ground ball that should go through first and second base and you end up seeing a defender on shallow right field, field it, and throw a guy out at first. I think it diminishes the game. So I have no issues at all with banning a shift. No, it, it's the right thing to do. And I, and honestly, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I thought I was going to be on an island here today because no. I, I have been in this conversation. People, people are mad about this. And I'm like, guys, like it will make the game better. It will be – baseball has a problem when it's trying to stay competitive – with what the NFL and football and basketball present us. Baseball naturally is not that um, active. Like a lo- most of the time in baseball, people are standing around, right? Mm-hmm. And and so what can you do? And it's gotten worse. It's gotten way worse. And that's not – you cannot – I can't. And, and I'm not even – and I love baseball. But it's hard for me because we've all had our brains scrambled, right, by all the distractions in our hands and everything else. It's hard for me to sit there and watch and watch and watch until we get a you know, a three and two count and a walk. And I'm like, okay. And then we and then we take a break and then we change pitchers and then we do all this stuff. And then we I'm like, oh my God, just get up there, pitch it and hit it. Like that's what it get up. Pitch the ball, hit the ball. If it's a base hit, great. If this leads to more offense, that's even better. I don't think it's going to lead to a tremendous amount of offense more. It might. It might. But but that's not going to that's not going to slow the game down. I'm telling you it's this walk strikeout launch angle hit home run. That's what slowed the game down because guys swing and miss a lot. Now, because they're trying to hit home runs all the time, right? I, I you know, I think back to Pete Rose, Tony Gwynn, uh, you know, great base hitter, Michael Young, a guy that I grew up loving for the Rangers. Guys that just they got on base by getting a base hit. Ichiro. I mean, why not? Ichiro right? was the best at that. Yeah, and it was fun to watch Ichiro bat. Yeah. Way more fun than it is to watch Joey Gallo bat, right? Because he's going to do three things: he's going to walk, strike out, or hit a home run. And that's what analytics wants you to do, right? Get on base by a walk or hit a home run. So yeah. I like this because it's the style of baseball I like better. But for baseball, it is going to make the game better because it's going to speed it up. And again, I, I don't know if it's a three-hour game or a three-hour and 12-minute game, but it will feel much faster with a shift not in play. Here's the other thing that I'll say about this. And, and you know, I'll be honest with you. You mentioned that that you thought you were going to be on an island. And for a while, like when, when this was first announced last week, I was kind of like, I'm not sure I'm totally on board with it. The more I thought about it, though, 
baseball is is in a place where it's got to compete against faster paced sporting leagues. The NFL is faster paced. The NBA is absolutely faster paced. So they've got to do something to stay relevant and stay in a position to where they can show that they're putting on a fast paced game and not just a bunch of guys standing around and you're hearing an organ in the background. So I'm all for this. If it makes it feel like it's a faster paced game, I'm all in. Let's go. Let's do it. Buddy that's a Yankee fan wants to enter Wade Boggs into the chat room of yeah. I need base hits to be awesome. I mean, there's so many of those guys. I this benefits the Royals in their old, you know, their old way of thinking. Like I think back to the World Series years, like that that's the kind of baseball they played, and that's why they were so much fun to watch, right? Put yep. the ball in place, steal bases, play great defense, all of those things. Now it's just shift. Like, I don't even know hey, where guys are playing anymore. Yeah. Like, how do you bring you know, your I, kids up to be a shortstop? Yeah, son, you're a shortstop. Get over there behind first base. Like, right. what? What is what's I happening? Think, I think of one of the greatest games the Royals ever played at Kauffman Stadium, that AL wildcard game against the Athletics. And it wasn't – they didn't win on a home run. They won on, on a base hit. And so that was exciting, and we need more of that in baseball. Let's go. I can't believe we agreed on this. I, I feel like I've been on such an island – with this, with the coffee talk around the office, everyone's like, "Oh, you can't do that. You can't tell guys where they can stand." Yes, you can. They do it all the time in football and basketball. Nobody complains. All right, we'll come right back. Sports Daily. Your calls eight six nine twelve forty is the number. Having some fun here uh, on the show today. We'll talk about the Chiefs with the executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. They're coming on a short week. That's coming at the top of the hour. Much, much more. Are the Cowboys dead? We'll get into that later in the show as well. Sports Daily, coming right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Go ahead. I think I want to hear this. Sports Daily is on KFH. Everybody, wrapping up hour number one here on a Tuesday edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you. Uh, Tommy, let's quickly in our final segment of the first hour before we turn the page to week two of the NFL and the Chiefs, let's give people our biggest uh, winners and our biggest losers of the NFL season in week one. I'll let you go winner first, your biggest winner in the opening week of the NFL season. You know, there's a couple of candidates for that that I look at. Um, you know, it'd be hard to uh, to not say Kansas City, but I'm not going with the Chiefs. I think my biggest winner of week number one, the Minnesota Vikings, taking down the defending MVP in Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, it's been this way for a while. The path to the NFC runs through Green Bay. At least it runs through Aaron Rodgers, and that's the way it's been for a few years now. Obviously, we know that there are wide receiver issues in Green Bay. I love what Justin Jefferson is doing. Of course, he's got Kirk Cousins throwing in the football. Dalvin Cook looked good in week one, too. And I, I said it yesterday. I think that the Minnesota Vikings will win the NFC. Uh, I really like them. I think they're my biggest winner in week one. Yeah, I think they're – I love the Vikings as well. We share a brain on them. Um, I, I think that the Dolphins are a candidate. Certainly the Chiefs are, but the Chiefs have this week two coming, so I'll hang tight on them. Um, I, I think it's the Bills, man. It, it feels like forever since they played um, because it kind of has been. But they they went into L.A. and took down the defending Super Bowl champions and dominated them. You know, I say dominated. It was closer than the score would indicate. But they just sort of began to rev it up as that game went on. So I'm going to say the Bills because the Bills have the most expectations of any team this year. They're the favorite. No matter who won it last year or did anything else, the Bills are the favorite. And they, they went in and they had the biggest win of week one because of who it came against and where it came on the national spotlight. And they went out and proved it. So I'll take the Bills. Uh, biggest loser for you in week one. Uh, there are probably more candidates for biggest loser uh, than there are biggest winner in week one. There's a lot of teams that I think they qualify for biggest loser. And one of them you look at last night with the Denver Broncos. However, and I'm probably stealing yours, but my biggest loser, it's got to be the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, come on. Uh, Primetime Sunday night at home to kick off the season. You know, adding insult to injury, or I guess adding injury to insult, Dak Prescott going down. But even with Pres uh, Prescott in the game, the Cowboys look paltry. They look terrible. I know we're going to talk about it more later on in the show. Uh, there, there are, there were a lot of losers in week one, a lot of teams that looked really bad and teams that I think we had higher expectations for that fell flat. The Cowboys, it's got, they've got to be the biggest loser for me. Yeah. You know, I expected the Cowboys to lose that game. I expected the Packers to lose their game. Um, what I didn't expect was the 49ers to come out and lose to Chicago. Cause I don't think Chicago is very good. They're, they're the biggest loser to me. And, and I'll, you know, Again, it's all expectation-based. I, I, the Packers are going to have to find a new offensive identity. We knew that, and that's going to take some time. I didn't have it. I don't have any expectation for the Cowboys. I've been talking about that for months. But the 49ers, 
you know, they went all in with Trey Lance. They're a team that feels like they could be in the Super Bowl, and, and you know, they should be, feel that way because their roster tells them that. But it's not going, you know, Trey Lance in the opener, they, they, they go and they make sure that Jimmy Garoppolo stays. Trey Lance is less than 50% as a passer uh, with a pick, no touchdowns. And granted, the weather conditions were bad, so we'll see. But they go to Chicago and lose to the Bears? Ugh. I, I think they're the biggest loser. And, and as far as being a real contender, they absolutely had the worst loss. There's no question. I mean, the Cowboys were underdogs. The, you know, the Packers, mm-hmm. we both expected the Vikings to win that game. So I'll, I'll go there. Cowboys certainly long-term may be that, and we will talk about that. I think the other candidate there for me um, is the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals got Kyler Murray signed. Kingsbury comes back, and they were pretty banged up in that game. They didn't have a lot of what they'll have down the road. But, man, that was an embarrassing performance for Arizona. Yeah, Arizona is – They got smoked. Arizona is not nearly as good as I think people thought they were going into this season. And, um, you know, I going back to what you were saying about the 49ers, I cut them a little bit of slack because the conditions were so bad in Chicago. Like at that point, it's it's going to be a kind of a, a coin flip. Like who who's going to be able to survive these awful conditions at, at, at Soldier Field? I think the storyline after week one, the narrative is more about who lost than who won. Like, I think that's been more surprising how about two teams that have probably the top two running backs in the nfl the number one running back jonathan taylor and the colts can't win against the the texans they tie that game and then the panthers with christian mccaffrey what should have been or what we talked about the revenge game for baker mayfield didn't really come to fruition and you know they're not able to uh they're not able to get that victory either so you know the browns were able to come in and and, and get that win so i think the the storyline is more about who lost really in week one than who won yeah i, I mean look the browns i i think proved though that you know if they can if they can hang in there before they get to sean watson they're they're really good everywhere else on their yeah. roster, and they are. I mean, I, they, they definitely are. And Brissett, kind of like Geno Smith, probably doesn't get enough credit for what he's done in the league. But yeah, the yep. revenge games for Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield. Uh, well, they didn't go as planned, so <laughs> hey, we'll and, see and how they one, adjust. Yeah, one more quick thing. How about both teams that were in the Super Bowl last year losing in Week One? The Rams and the Bengals that hasn't happened in a long time I think it was Atlanta and Denver like in the late 90s the last time that two teams that were both in the Super Bowl lost in week one Ooh, I, I, I didn't even think about that that's an interesting one we're going to turn the page to week two in the NFL we'll talk we're, I want to talk about the Cowboys and their current situation we have Dak Prescott injury news we'll do that in the second hour but when we return Dan Israel executive producer of the Chiefs radio network with his weekly spot here on Sports Daily. So glad to have him a part of the team. Of course, you can hear the Chiefs each and every week here on KNSS. Uh, Chiefs, Chargers, short week, Amazon debut. It is going to be massive for a week two NFL game. We'll break it all down next with Dan Israel. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.